let's bring in Kelsey Russo, who again covers the Cavs for the Athletic. You can find her on Twitter at Kelsey Y Russo. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Cleveland trailing in this series 3-1 right now to the Knicks, but what's the vibe right now w- with the team? Do they feel, are they confident that they can still come back and win this series in seven games? I definitely think so. You know, I, I think um, yesterday's game was obviously disappointing because they really did believe that they had a chance to win it. And just and Donovan Mitchell took a ton of responsibility for the loss yesterday in the locker room. But they haven't lost belief in one another. You know, they, they still believe they can do this coming home. Um, playing with Cleveland's home crowd is going to be a really good thing for them on Wednesday. And so they, are tr- they tr- do truly believe that they can turn this around um, and win out in the series in the end. How do you feel Evan Mobley has played in this series so far? Yeah, I think it's been interesting. Um, you know, I think the first game was kind of like a really good learning experience for him and like just kind of seeing what um, the physicality of the playoffs are like and just kind of all what that entails. And I think defensively we've seen just kind of a lot of continuing with how good he has been. But I think offensively, they're still finding ways to get him more involved and, and, you know, not just um, right at the basket. So um, I think it's kind of been a little bit of a, not a struggle, I would say, but just not as much as they could, they could get out of him on the offensive end. But I would say defensively, I think we're seeing exactly what we saw during the regular season. Um, it just kind of a, on a more of a physical note. Like you said, Donovan Mitchell like, took full blame for that game. How important, in your opinion, in this series is Josh Hartben, though? Because I know he scored on him on that first drive, and then I believe he was like 5 of 18, had a bunch of turnovers. I just feel like Josh Hart has kind of been the X factor in this series for the Knicks. Would you agree with that? I definitely would, yeah. I think, you know, one, his offensive rebound, I think in the first game he had like 7, 8, or 9, or something like that. There was He had a ton of offensive rebounds. Um, he has just kind of really been a guy that's able to do a ton of different things on the floor, on both ends of the floor, and I think that um, is really helping the Knicks succeed because they have other options um, on the floor, and, and he's been one of those guys. Kelsey, the thing about the playoffs is that it kind of exposes weaknesses that teams have, and obviously we knew how great Cleveland was defensively coming into the postseason, but outside of Donovan Mitchell, you're seeing the inconsistencies they can have at times scoring. So who do you think is going to be the guy who needs to step up here over the next three games? Is it going to need to be Garland? Is Mobley going to need to maybe score 20-plus points per game? Is it going to have to be somebody off the bench? Like, who's the guy that you think needs to really help out Donovan in scoring the basketball? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of it, honestly, is going to come from the bench. I think um, they need some help in that area. You know, guys like well, Karis was in the, the starting lineup the last two games, but somebody like Karis, if he's coming off the bench being a scorer, somebody like who can be a spark or a plug like Jetty Osmond or if Isaac Okoro is coming off the bench, you know, he's really known defensively, but if he can hit a couple of shots, I think they just need a really balanced effort on the offensive end from their bench to help Donovan to help Darius to help their starting unit to sort of kind of um, even it out but like you said I think um, guys like Darius and guys like Evan and even Jared Allen you know right down in the paint like do need to be strong on the offensive end and find their shots and and take advantage when they do have their open looks um, in order to help Donovan out so I think it's honestly a collective effort from everybody but I would say really especially the bench. Yeah, I'm curious how how this team plans to stop Jalen Brunson because for a guy who's as small as he is, 
it just feels like he's lighting this team up that's been so good defensively. Like, what are you seeing from from Jalen Brunson? Yeah, he's truly been like I I I don't get didn't, didn't watch a ton of the Knicks obviously during the regular season because I watched the Cavs all the time, but uh, he has been like a guy I was not expecting to have such good series, and he's like truly just been so good offensively. Um, you know, I think they they the last couple of games. Karis LeVert has done a really good job defensively against him. Um, they tried to switch up some things last night um, because with putting Darius on him instead, which didn't, I think, have the same effect they were hoping. Um, so I think they need to go back to somebody like Karis or somebody like Isaac who is really strong defensively and can just lock down his man, make it difficult for him, make, him, make his shots contested, make him shoot over him. Um, but... You know, Jalen has proven, I think, one through the series that he's going to get his shots and he's going to get his points, but it's just making it difficult um, and not like just giving him easy looks at the basket. If this team ends up getting knocked out, you know, after being favorites to win this series, do you worry maybe that they don't have enough? Maybe they have to do something this offseason? Because when you look at it, like the teams that they played, the 14 teams below 500, they were great. They took care of competition, they were 32 and 10. <laughs> But then they were 19 and 21 with teams with winning records. Now you move up in competition and you have a Knicks team that was 21 and 10 against teams that were above 500. I just feel like they look more battle tested. So if they don't get it done, what do you think Cleveland does this offseason? What are they missing, if anything? Yeah, I think um, they kind of take a look at their wings, you know, which has been a topic of conversation for Cleveland for a few years now. Um, but just finding a guy that truly fits in and is a two-way guy. Um, so is really strong defensively, but really strong offensively as well. And just looking at an option that makes that fits well there. Um, I think that's kind of going to be a really big factor for them. And that's really big, like, uh, spot in the league that everybody's looking for. So it's difficult to fill. And so they've tried to do that with different guys. And um, But I think if they don't make it out of this, that's kind of going to be one of the points of emphasis because it is kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, a weakness or a hole in their roster because they don't have somebody consistently that fills that spot on both ends of the floor. Yeah, I heard today I was listening to Brian Windhorst pod and they were talking about the possibility that they might want to split up Jared Allen and Evan Mobley because maybe the too big thing doesn't work. What is your take on on whether that's a possibility or and, and maybe that's a way to get a wing and, and kind of spread the floor a little bit better and whether Evan Mobley can actually play five? Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't heard that actually. Um, but, you know, I think they've really built this around the two, their two bigs and rely on their length, their size, um, down in the paint to protect the protect the rim, protect the paint. Um, and I think throughout the regular season, we've, they've seen a ton of success with that. Um, for Evan to play the five, he has to be able to take on the physicality that some of these bigger centers have. And because of his stature, like um, he fits better at the four, but he does have that ability to play at the five. He just needs to be able to handle that physical aspect of it all. Um, so that it's it would be an interesting element. And we, we have seen... Um, Evan played the five at different points throughout the season when either Jarrett was out or when they split them up on the floor. Um, but I think the Cavs really have built a lot of this around their two bigs. So it just would be an interesting dynamic. Um, so I'd be curious to see if that does play out. <laughs> Kelsey, I know that you obviously covered the Cavs, but you've seen pretty much all these teams in the Eastern Conference play going into the playoffs like did you feel like Milwaukee was the team to beat or did you maybe like Boston or Philadelphia coming out of these 
I was kind of torn between Milwaukee and Boston, to be completely honest. I think, you know, with Milwaukee, obviously having Giannis and everything that he brings and does on that floor, uh, but Boston would just seem like such a threat. So I was honestly very uh, tied between the two of them and didn't really have a, a winner at the moment. So I've been keeping a really close eye on all these games because I'm so curious to see like who comes out of the East at the top because I really liked both of them. I thought they were both like really equally like at the top of the East. So I always like to uh, like take a shot with crazy prices and the Cavs right now down two games are plus 400 to win this series. How confident are you like with some adjustments and what kind of adjustments that they could actually get this done and actually still win this series? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's obviously going to be difficult. You know, not a lot of teams come back uh, from being down 3-1, so it is kind of a tall task at hand. Um, but I really think they take game by game. There is that chance, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on if the Cavs can create that offensive production because there's only the only game that they've scored above 100 points was the one game that they won. So they need some offensive production. They need to make baskets. They need to make shots. That's kind of the big thing there. The other really big adjustment is going to be the offensive rebounding, um, like limiting um, the Knicks on the offensive rebounds because the Knicks are so good on that end with Mitchell Robinson and they get a ton of second chance points. And that's a really big factor to keep them off the glass. And so they really need to take care of that aspect because um, you don't want to give them extra possessions because this, especially in the playoffs, is so possession-based. Um, so I think those couple of adjustments are really going to be key. And I think a lot of this, too, is going to be where they don't panic because for such a young team that hasn't, like, as a group, been through the playoffs together, you know, they have to kind of take this and not get ahead of themselves and not kind of panic and feel like an overly sense of desperation to go get this done, you know, they, they to go play their game. And um, so I think that's going to honestly be really important, especially on Wednesday. Um, so, I mean, you need to come in with a sense of urgency, but not where you're doing too much and you're going past the game plan. You're going in there kind of going past their own specific roles. So I think there's, I really do think there's just those small adjustments um, and, really sticking to the defensive end of the floor that they have built this team around um, that identity this whole season and even going back to last year. So I think that's going to play a really big factor um, Wednesday and then the rest of the series as well. I'm curious, you talked about rebounding and, you know, the lack of offensive rebounds that this team uh, has, has gotten and, and Josh Hart getting a ton on the offensive glass as well. Uh, I was reading this from the Cavaliers Nation. Some Somebody who said that they thought Kevin Love would have helped. Like, do you feel like any anyone inside the building kind of has regrets about moving Kevin Love at the deadline? Um, I haven't heard that. Um, you know, I think I think they are really they they love the group that they do have here. You know, obviously Kevin with his uh, championship experience and playoff experience would have brought a ton to the table, and he did so while he was here, helping guys understand what it was like. But I think they have a lot of faith in this group that they do have and what their bigs can bring to the table on that end of the floor and honestly collectively too um, because they've talked about how limiting them the Knicks on the offensive glass is really a collective effort it's not just the bigs job and so they kind of they see this as as their guards need to be involved the wings need to be involved so um, I think they they believe in this group but obviously you know with Kevin's pedigree, it would add something if he was here. 
Kelsey, we just saw Lori Markinen win Most Improved Player of the Year, and I feel like for next season, Evan Mobley is going to be one of the top candidates to win that award. You obviously watch him every night. Do you think that he definitely could be a, a strong candidate for that award next year because it just seems like he keeps getting better and better and better every year? I think so. I mean, I think he's shown it. You know, we saw how he came in his rookie year, and he was so impactful from game one and as a rookie and a lot of that was just him relying on his his instincts and his talent to get through um the season but then this year you know um Jamie T Bakerstaff has talked about a ton how just getting the experience of being in the league and seeing all the other teams seeing the guys has allowed him to use that experience and pair it with his instinct um to really learn the nuances of the league and so he's taken a leap this year and I do think, you know, even next year, he's, he can go even farther because he he has this perfectionist mentality. He wants to continue to get better um, and be impactful like, on a nightly basis. And so I definitely could. I mean, I think seeing the fact that he was um, one of the finalists for the Defensive Player of the Year um, as a second-year guy is really big, a really big deal. And so I think he's just going to continue to take steps forward and could be in that conversation pretty easily. She's Kelsey Russo, covers the athletic, uh, covers the Cleveland Cavaliers for the athletic. Kelsey, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of the series. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Great stuff there from Kelsey. Uh, Cleveland and New York, game five of that series on Wednesday night. Cavs currently favored by five and a half, guys. Yeah, I'll be betting the Knicks. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Cavs sorry. are screwed. Ooh. Cavs are big screwed. I mean, that's a, a lot, they ran of, into, that's they a ran lot in, of respect we're still giving the Cavs. They ran into a coaching goat, unfortunately, in this series, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. Sure, he tries to off his guys every once in a while, but that's just to send a message. You play hard whether you're up 20, down 20, two minutes ago, three minutes ago, playoffs, non-playoffs, don't really matter. That's the Tibbs way. Look, the way that he grew up, you know. Lightning up 2 nothing on the Leafs. Guys, this is why we take the lightning. Because the Leafs just, they're not going to make it easy on themselves. Jimmy Butler's on pace for 88 points tonight. Remember when we moved the line shooting. to get Laurie Markkinen to win most improved player on this show? Yeah, remember when my team had Laurie Markkinen, they didn't know what to do with him. Instead, we had a gym teacher as a head coach that made him check into the weight room four times a week, and now he's gone, and he's awesome. That's yeah. crazy. You guys were all over the futures market this year. Yeah, yeah we Kangs killed, out we of the Pacific. It. We killed it. Brogdon. Next year, we're going to be in Jason Barrett's top 20, I know.